Hello and welcome to the podcast on lead acid batteries by Ramesh Natarajan. With industry experience of over 42 years, Ramesh helps battery and battery related industries with technical inputs and provides solutions to typical problems faced by manufacturers, service personnel as well as users of batteries and related equipments. Hope you find this podcast useful to your business. Do visit www.rameshnatrajan.in to stay connected. Hello and welcome to this episode of my podcast. In this episode, I shall be talking about an important process of battery manufacture. This process is so important that any neglect during this process leads to battery failure. Even batteries assembled with excellent materials fail due to a mistake in this process. I am referring to the process of battery charging. Initial charging of batteries is a process to be carried out in the most scientific manner. Batteries have to be charged in a controlled manner with proper monitoring. Battery performance and life both are dependent to a great extent on this process. In fact, the best of batteries can get damaged if charging is not done properly. For the sake of ease of understanding, I shall split the activity of charging in three stages. Stage 1 is acid filling and rest period. Stage 2 is battery connections and charging and stage 3 is equalizing charge prior to inspection and dispatch. Let us start with stage 1. When we talk of acid filling please note that the acid used for filling has to be cool at least close to ambient or even chilled if possible it must be properly mixed and the specific gravity has to be checked to be in line with the specified requirements the specific gravity must be corrected with respect to the defined required temperature the acid of course has to be battery grade as regards quality the acid has to be necessarily stirred prior to use for filling the cool acid must be filled to a uniform recommended level above the top of the plates once the acid has been filled the battery has to be allowed to rest during this rest period the separators get wetted and the acid penetrates the pores of the plates an exothermic reaction at this stage raises the temperature of the acid the rest period is required to allow this heated acid to cool the rest period required is usually high for batteries assembled with unformed positives and unformed negative plates it can vary from 10 hours to 16 hours depending on the ambient temperature The rest period recommended for batteries made with formed positives and formed negatives is usually 10 to 12 hours. For batteries made with formed positives and dry charge negative plates, the rest period can be as low as 2 to 6 hours. These rest periods shall depend of course on the ambient temperatures and the filling acid temperature. Manufacturers who use chilled acid for filling often succeed in reducing the rest period substantially 
Next we go to stage 2. By the time the acid filled in the cells cool down, the operator can do the battery interconnections. This is done using cables with nuts and bolts or cables having solid lead molded connectors. At times, lead sticks are tack welded to the battery terminals. Though I have considered the interconnections as an operation carried out in stage 2, I have noticed that some manufacturers prefer doing it in stage 1 before filling acid into the cells. This is anyway an activity best left to the manufacturer. The connections after connecting the cables have to be however checked for tightness and correctness of polarity. The batteries are usually connected in series though they can also be connected in parallel or series parallel too. Once the connections are done and the defined rest period is over, the batteries filled with acid may be connected to the charger. It is important at this stage to check the charger leads and match it with the battery terminals as regards correct polarity. Now check the suitability of the charger to the batteries to be charged with respect to output DC voltage as well as the current capacity. Please note and it is important to note this that the AH input must be based on the active materials and not the rated capacity alone. Let me explain this in more detail. At times I have come across batteries which have sufficient active materials to deliver 100 AH capacity. But these are rated as 120 AH or 150 AH due to market compulsions or competing requirements. The manufacturer uses a terminology of 6 times or 8 times the rated capacity as the input AH. In cases where this rated battery AH capacity does not match the actual AH capacity based on less active materials which have been used, the battery ends up getting heated up. Heating up of the battery leads to damage of internal components. Imagine a battery made with excellent raw materials and components having the tubular bags and the separators damaged before it leaves the factory. Such a battery leaves the factory with weak components. These batteries may perform satisfactorily for some time but the damaged components give way and thus affect battery life adversely. This has happened as you notice only because the actual capacity does not match the rated capacity or the declared capacity of the batteries. Batteries put on charge must be continuously monitored as regards temperature. The temperature of the electrolyte of the batteries put on charge must not exceed 55 degrees centigrade. The heating up can be controlled by using chilled acid for filling or using of a water bath or providing sufficient ventilation etc. As the battery is nearing full charge and after the gassing voltage has been reached, the temperature of the electrolyte must be frequently monitored. Pilot cells may be chosen for this purpose. As and when the temperature reaches 50 degrees centigrade and an upward trend is noticed, the charging current has to be paused or reduced to arrest this rise in temperature. 
monitoring and control of temperature aspect of charging is a parameter of great importance especially in hot climate countries and that too in the summer season as far as charge current density is concerned for inverter and e-rickshaw or cycling batteries made with tubular positive plates the batteries can be charged using a constant current of 10 to 12% of the battery ah capacity till the gassing voltage the charging current can then be reduced to 5% of the ah capacity thereafter in batteries having abundant electrolyte volume wherein the temperature does not rise very high in relation to the ambient temperature a higher starting current of around 15% can be fed into the battery it is preferable to start with a low charge current input of approximately 5% of eh capacity this can be fed for about 2 to 4 hours and the maximum current density can be fed thereafter at a constant rate till the gassing voltage is reached the gassing voltage is considered as reached when the voltage of individual cell reach 2.35 to 2.4 volt per cell once the cells reach this gassing voltage of 2.35 to 2.40 the cells start bubbling and the electrical energy fed in does not fully convert to chemical energy a part of the electrical energy starts getting converted to heat energy which though not desirable is unavoidable it is at this stage the current input needs to be reduced i would strongly recommend that a discharge cycle be incorporated in the initial charge cycle especially for batteries made with unformed positives and unformed negative plates this discharge need not be a complete discharge it can be done at the c3 or c5 rate the discharge can be stopped at 60 to 80% dod that is depth of discharge the battery may then be recharged for equalization prior to dispatch during the period of equalization charge adjust the specific gravity with respect to temperature correction this is very very important more so for e-rickshaw batteries which are cycling batteries in the case of inverter batteries wherein you may be needing a final specific gravity of 1.240 at 30 degree centigrade if measured gravity is 1.240 at a temperature measured as 46 degree centigrade then you need to adjust the specific gravity to 1.229 similarly if another cell shows 1.240 at a temperature of 39 degree centigrade then adjust the specific gravity to 1.234 you shall need a ready reference chart similar to the chart shown in my book batteries demystified for service engineers this book is available on amazon please note that adequate care needs to be taken as regards acid specific gravity during the initial filling of cells too in case you need to fill acid of 1.180 specific gravity at 30 degree centigrade but the available acid temperature is 37 degree centigrade then the measured specific gravity must be 1.175 which is equivalent to 1.180 at 30 degree centigrade 
that means 1.175 at 37 degrees is equal to 1.180 at 30 degrees. In case you need to fill acid of 1.210 specific gravity at 30 degrees centigrade but the available acid temperature is 40 degrees centigrade then the measured specific gravity must be 1.203 which is equivalent to 1.210 at 30 degrees centigrade. That is 1.203 at 40 is equal to 1.210 at 30 degrees centigrade. On the other hand, in case you need to fill acid of 1.210 specific gravity at 30 degrees centigrade but the available acid temperature is 12 degrees centigrade because you have chilled the acid, then the measured specific gravity must be 1.223 which is equivalent to 1.210 at 30 degrees centigrade. What I mean is 1.223 at 12 degrees is equivalent to 1.210 at 30 degrees. This is a very very important aspect especially when you are equalizing cells in a e-rickshaw battery or a traction battery where you have many cells to be equalized and all cells show you probably a same gravity but at different temperatures. You have to realize that when these cells cool down Though you say that you have equalized all the acid specific gravities, they will all change once the battery has cooled down. So this needs to be taken care of and uh, this will ensure that all cells perform well, especially when you are making a cycling battery. I do hope that I have clarified the various points as regards initial charging of batteries and look forward to your comments and suggestions pertaining to this episode of my podcast. Thank you very much. Please do visit www.rameshnatrajan.in Keep yourself updated about our new releases by hitting the subscribe button.